Hi, I'm Nina. My son's an addict. Podcast four. I'm so damn sad. Boy, I'm sad today. Not been a good day for me. Um, you know, I thought about something. Uh, last night I was at a wedding. And sometimes it's good to pinpoint what the triggers are. So you try to catch it in the tracks, right? Dead in the tracks. So I'm at this wedding and I'm looking around and I see these people with their adult kids and I'm like, exactly what triggers my sadness? Not seeing my son, not speaking to my son, um, not being able to think about the last time I had fun with my son. It's as if like I haven't had a son. Like I have another one, but like, it's like I never gave birth to this one. It's the most bizarre thing. This happened since he's been like 14, not 27. It's a long time. And I'm still damn sad. And I still have triggers, which goes back to this is a lifelong journey. And it's so sad. And it's so sad to be honest and say it, but someone has to. And this is forever. But I want to talk about what we could do to express ourselves. What makes things a little better, maybe a little easier. Well, hiding from it is not going to do it. One thing I found that always was a really good motivator for me is sharing with my friends, telling my family. And sure, half of them don't understand. At least back then they didn't. When we were younger, you know, most of them were like, you know, they kind of understood and everybody thinks they're going to get out of it. And, you know, it's not this like whole, you know, you take them one place and then they're better. You know, it's... It's, it's more complicated than that. Um, and, you know, I've met people along the way that would say, um, you're so lucky. My friends judged me. Well, maybe they're not judging you. Maybe they don't understand what this is all about. Maybe they didn't have a sibling or a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law or someone related to them or a kid or a niece or a nephew that has experienced this before. Maybe. Maybe you need to explain it better. Maybe you need to sit down and have a cry session out and say, I need you. I need your support. I need to feel like you're there for me just to listen. You know, I feel like it's so great that my friends know and my family, because I don't need to go into these conversations with them anymore. They know the drill. And through the years, they've known the drill. Um, what makes me sad is that I just... I looked at that wedding last night where I was at and I'm standing there and I'm just looking around and I just, you know, you see these kids with their parents and you feel like the memories they had together and, you know, I don't have that with him. I really don't. What comes into my mind is the sadness. All the things that I didn't have with him. Um, I didn't, I didn't have graduation with him. I didn't get to experience, um, getting him really ready for college. I didn't get him, when I did send him to camps, he always ended up coming home. Either he was kicked out or something didn't work out. So I never remember him being able to um, share something, like an ex something 
except eighth grade, moving up to high school. That is the last time I think I remember being a part of anything uh, ceremonial with him. Um, and why is that important? Because you know what? Life could be so shitty at times. And you could be so down and everything could be going wrong. But you know, there's that one thing that you could hold on to. One thing. One happy moment, you know? And so, you know, I also realized that we got to be careful. We're sad. We got to make sure not to put it on our other siblings. There are other siblings. You have to make sure you're not putting it on the people around you. Because you know what? You don't want to live every day. You need them to be positive. So you're positive. If they're scared, you're screwed. You need positivity around you. You need to get up every day and know that there's someone there for you. And you can't depend on anything else. You depend on yourself. But you know, you do. You do need support around you. I don't care where those friends come from. It could be finding people that are experiencing the same thing as you, like through an Al-Anon group, or like maybe going to your local um, JCC or the Y, see if there's one in your community or the one next door to you. You know, it's interesting. I wrote an article once for the newspaper, the local newspaper, and um it was about addiction and my story. Not my story, but my son's and my story. And um, I was asked by someone not to put my name on it. I was going to put my name on it. I didn't want to embarrass this relative of mine that lived in the neighborhood, so I basically asked them first. And they actually said to me, it really would probably be better off not to put your name on it. I look back, that was five years ago, maybe a little more, I look back and say, wow, I've come a long way. Five years ago. And I actually listened to someone that told me what to do. Like I needed them to say that to me. I'm not embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sad because I gave birth to someone and they are completely out of my life now. And it is hard. It is hard. It is hard not to have them next to you. To be able to hug them. To hear about their day. And then it's hard to hold those emotions in place. And be there for the people around you. Specifically your other kids. But you know, you have to. You got to get up every day. You know what I think about? There's someone in my neighborhood. There's someone in my neighborhood that lost a child. She has other children, but I see her. And I'm sure she gets sad. And I'm sure she needs to do things to make her feel okay or closer to her child that passed away. But I look at her and, and, and you know, it helps. It reminds me, she gets up every day. She's able to go on. And I'm usually okay. But it's these milestones in when I attend weddings, family gatherings, um, any time that a, I guess a family or a group comes together, you know, even my friends from uh, you know where I used to live, my close close girlfriends of mine, really there for me. Um, when they're all our kids were in the same grade uh, as my son, and uh, we all stayed close. Maybe our kids drifted, but in general. 
they stay close. And um, I still have that trigger when I see them, you know. And I hear about their kids and I'm so happy for them. And I'm so happy for their kids. They deserve it. Uh, but I am so damn sad. I'm just, what the fuck went wrong? What did I do? And then I go back to, I didn't do anything. I couldn't control this. I didn't make the decision. And that's what I have to constantly live and remind myself every day. And it's tiring. And especially around the holidays now. And especially around times when you look at your religious articles in your home and they trigger, trigger family gatherings, trigger things that you shared with this person, this child of yours. And it's really hard. Um, and so I think one of the things that um, will help to get out of this sadness that I often use um, is one, I go back to bringing in my, bringing in the reserves, bringing in my friends, talking to my friends, reminding me of who was there for me. You know, just getting a high, getting I love you. Maybe that's all we really need sometimes in these situations um, from the right people. And, um, I think that sometimes we need to reach back out to them and also people from Al-Anon, you know, the people from Al-Anon that you've met along the way, maybe from National Association of Mental Illness, maybe someone from there, um, those people help. Um, and, and, and also it, they just remind you that, you know, other people are going through this and you're just not alone. Um, you know, sadness is an interesting thing. It's kind of like the decisions we make, right? We make that decision to continue to be sad, or we make that decision to get out of sadness. You have this damn sign upstairs in the kitchen that says, today's the best day ever. Really? It is? Well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and it will be the best day ever. That's kind of like my logo um, why? Because I have to hold on to something. I got to feel good about something. I got to know that tomorrow the sun's going to come out. And I'm not a failure. Because guess what? Being a parent and seeing the outcome of your child like this feels like failure to me. When other people don't have this, at least not the ones around you, not least the ones that are sharing it with you because there are definitely a lot of people out there that do not share there are definitely a lot of people you know I remember when I first got divorced years and years ago this therapist told me when you go on the dance floor and you when you look on the dance floor and you're at a party because I used to say oh you know and I feel alone and I go to parties alone and so he, he, they, he said to me and it was a guy he said go look on that dance floor and know that 50% of those people aren't happy. And I know that sounds horrible to say, and, but it kind of makes you feel a little better, right? Um, misery loves company. There's a reason why people use that quote and stand by it. You know, um, you bond more with people that go through the same things as you. 
uh, you could be honest with them, you know, without feeling judged. See, I never felt judged, and I don't know why, and I don't know how to share that or teach that. It's a self-confidence thing. It's the type of people you surrounded yourself with. I mean, I don't have a million friends. I have some really good friends. And to me, that is everything. Um, some people, you know, yeah, you look on Facebook, you look at these, oh, wow, look at like these 20 girls. They're all together. Oh, yeah, they're like a whole bunch of people. They look so happy. I don't have that. Don't worry. You ain't missing anything. You're better off with your couple of good friends. Um, but... I think that talking about it to family is definitely one of the things that um, you can, that will help. Uh, the other thing is I found, you know, finding hobbies. I don't know. Start, do something else. I did try pickleball, but that didn't work for me, but I'm going to try it again. But just distracting yourself, you know, besides work, you know, just getting yourself involved in, in other things, getting your mind off of um, the sadness, so to speak. And um, when it does come up, again, make sure you're surrounded. You've got those people on hand. Not to bother them, not to be needy, just to call to say hi. Just wanted to say I love you. Sometimes that's all you really need. Because, you know... Or maybe you need them to remind you that you were a great parent, that you didn't do anything wrong, that you didn't make this happen. And that's something that you got to remind yourself over and over and over with. And I'm not sure why that is and why those things happen, but it does. It really does. And then at that point, when you start seeing your changes in your behavior, uh, you start isolating more. Sometimes, like, I would find, like, I didn't even realize I was depressed. Uh, but I'd go, to the, go work out in the morning, head back home, and, you know, it was lucky that I was able to work from home. And I'd literally get back into bed and work from my bed. Like, that was not good. And I didn't realize how often I was doing it. Um, also, I'd find myself go to parties and just really feel like I wanted to go home. Like I didn't want to stay long. I look back now and I realize that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be there because I just felt um, this like weight on my shoulders that was weighing me down. Um, it was all that heaviness of, you know, dealing with my son and, and the unknown and how I'm going to help him and what's that's going to take, what that, what is that going to look like? And in between that, trying to make a living, um, it, it was tough and it is tough. Um, so I guess the thing to leave you with that I really want to share is to remind yourself that it's not you. You didn't do anything wrong. They made those choices. And when you make choices, like taking drugs and drinking, there are going to be consequences. And unfortunately, our kids 
have an extreme and um, we have to now put the oxygen mask on ourselves and save ourselves. So if it means being sad every so often, that's understandable. If it means, I don't know, taking up a new hobby, going to therapy an extra day, listening to some music that's like upbeat just to try to change your mood, and uh, reach out to your friends around you. And if you don't have those kind of friends that could be there to try to lift you up on some days when you just need that extra lift, then you've got the wrong friends. So have a great day.